Welcome to episode 36 of Cross Choke, a TFL podcast. I am Zach Anderson. I'm joined, like always, with my son, the silver surfer himself, Dakota Wrighton. Thank you, Mr. Fantastic, for having me be such an integral part of this podcast. Bro, you are you are more than an integral part. You are the podcast. I, I am a I, podcast. I am your I am your guest. <laughs> in in every part of my life. <laughs> I'm just worried. This this isn't my friend. This is my guest. <laughs> Even at like, and you're my guest. <laughs> I wonder if we were to treat our friends like guests, would we have more friends? Hmm. Or would we have less friends? Yeah, because a guest is like somebody you 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 low key can't wait to get rid of. That's true. You know. Yeah. Like oh, this just these are my guests. Because as soon as they're gone, you're like, oh. <sighs> what am I saying? I'm like that with friends too. <laughs> You get off the PlayStation party. I'm like, oh, oh, oh now I can play no. a solo game. Yeah, now I get to my backlog here. <laughs> no, man, I don't know. Hosting, my wife's reading a book on that is like, oh, I don't remember the name of it. It's somewhere around here. Holy Hygie. I think I see right there. Holy Hygie. I don't know how to say the word. That's H-Y- not H- a word. H-Y-G-G-E. It's something about your house being uh, a special. Is it like a uh, Jewish word <laughs> or something? Greek, I don't know. Jewish isn't a language. No, <laughs> I'm terrible about That's that. That's a trigger word right now. Um, but no, it's anyways like something about your house being okay. a place of ministry and a safe place for people and being a good host. I think it has something to do with that. Like, but it's like scriptural. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. That's interesting. She's read a couple pages of it and obviously we're not following along with it because we should have her on talk about us. We really should. We really should. She needs to quit her job and do this full time as our guest, as our guest, as our guest. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, right on brother. Well, good to see you. Happy new year. Yeah. Happy new year, man. You know, it is 2024. It feels like we should have flying cars right now. We kind of do. I bet. I mean, we do. We do. They're called airplanes. Oh, I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> I'm like, Tesla didn't come out with a flying car yet. That'll it's, be the. It's day. bound to happen, right? Dude, did you see like all the Teslas that keep like just burning up? All the trucks. The, and remember that? Remember when he revealed the truck and like the window's supposed to be. Like <laughs> yeah. completely bulletproof. Like bulletproof and he throws like a steely like a like a metal ball or something and just yeah. shatters the whole thing technology but yeah and those trucks still aren't released oh really i have an acquaintance who he has like a down payment on one mm. and like he's supposed to be one of the first thousand customers oh really and <laughs> how close are you to this cousin <laughs> <laughs> we all have that one cousin right <laughs> no he uh just a kid I went to high school with and yeah, he still hasn't it's wild. got his truck. Dude, Sony revealed some sort of vehicle and interesting. And they had the guy drive it out on stage with a dual sense controller, a PS5 no. controller. He dr- and then they had a camera inside of it and nobody was in it. And he drove out this car on stage with a dual sense. <sighs> Rocket League's about to get to a whole new <laughs> yeah. level. I don't know, man. I just thought of the the uh, submarine with the control. Oh, no. Like, that's where my mind went right away. Oh, gosh, yeah. What is What was the name of that? The, the submarine people? And the Logi, was it like a Logitech? Yeah. Or some kind yeah, of yeah. controller? Anyways, that's what I thought of. I can't remember Can what you imagine if he lost control of it and just was called. drove right off of uh, the, the stage or something? Yeah. I always think of that submarine thing as deflate gate, but that's that's Tom Brady. That- <laughs> Football. <laughs> I Ocean Gate, Ocean Gate. That's why. Deflate Gate, yes. That's I just merge them together. You know yeah. what's awful is we make a joke out and of people this. People totally died. They died. 
But it's a meme. It's it's a meme. Oh, that's so sad. I wonder what the 2024 version of Ocean Gate's going to be. Oh, I... That's horrible. I'm both excited and nervous. Yeah, yeah. I can't even, but... Well, wow. happy 2024. Happy 2024. <laughs> the world is our oyster. Or the oyster is our world. I don't mm. know. Guys, this is Cross Choke. Um, if you didn't know, a podcast from the Fight Life Ministries. We upload each and every month on your favorite podcast service of choice. Please be sure to leave us a review. Like, subscribe, share it with your friends. We really, really appreciate it. Our audience has been growing. I think our consistency of once a month has really, really been healthy. You know, we kind of spread ourselves a little too thin back in the day. Life kind of happened. But being able to consistently have a podcast a month and gives us a little bit of, of prep time. You know, we don't have to rush on, a, on an episode. I feel like we're adding a lot of value and some good conversation. So, Dakota, you are, you are more than a guest. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank and uh, as a ministry, you know, we're in your corner, in and out of the cage. We not only provide support at the fight, but outside the fight as well. In your day-to-day, we want to uh, be in your corner helping support you to live a life of gracious victory, glorifying Jesus. And this has been a little bit on my mind. Now, gracious victory. Yeah, tell me what that means. Meaning living in the grace of Jesus' love and new life. Living in the victory of uh, over sin, um, over the ways of this world, but not in anything what i mean by gracious is it's not anything that you did sure you know of course we say yes to jesus and and adhere to him and consecrate ourselves and live holy but it's not anything that you earned and it's not dependent necessarily on you it's it's grace it's a gift and so if we could help support that in every fighter practitioner anybody who listens to this podcast you know to live in gracious victory and i guess that you know, what that really does for me is gets rid of a lot of pressure. You're not earning, earning victory Yeah, because that's, that's a tricky thing. If, especially if you come from combat sports, you know, man, you got to fight, you got to go, you got to earn it, you know, and Jesus gives the gift of new life. And so Mm, we're in your corner. We want you to live with a breath, a breath of fresh air in and out of the cage gracious victory and so dakota let's kind of get into this here you know we yeah the a- last episode was pretty packed yeah um so it was definitely too much for one episode and so today we'll just continue that topic on failure yeah i love failure we have this friend <laughs> mentioned it last time it's like it's like his quote it's his mantra that he he loves to fail <laughs> i think we did talk about last time actually oh yeah we did yeah, yeah okay okay but, i was like wait that rings a bell but man, it's it's what a concept. Loving to fail. Let's uh let's talk about Yeah, dude. And we'll kind of go into that. that a little bit today too with with the entrepreneur well, that's a mouthful. Entre- entrepreneurship. Neuralship. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. Entrepreneurship. Just kind of say it fast, like Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, and no one will notice. I I do that when like I don't really know somebody's name. Like, hey Tim, how are you doing? Hey hey Brian. <laughs> Is it Brian or is it Ryan? Uh, We've known you for about eight months and we still I'm don't know. still not convinced it's Brian, but you swear it's Brian. I want to call him Ryan. I'm only 80% sure is what I said. I'm like 20, bro. Wait, that's 100. Um, it's our friend at the gym. We didn't go to the gym this week yet. We were going to no, go this morning. That's, and that's failure. That is failure. And, you know, we're going to overcome this. Yes, we are. We're going to go tomorrow. I love to fail. Yeah, I love... Great. I had the day off. <laughs> it was nice. I slept through my alarm this morning. We were supposed to go to the gym at 7.15, and I wake up to my wife's alarm at 7.15, and was like, it was a different sound than mine. I wake up to Lecrae. This is where we come from. How does that start? This is where we come from. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pleasant, okay? I, I don't believe know. it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, and I can't he, wake up to pleasant. What What do you wake up to? Five finger death punch? Or it something? needs to be something like no, because to oh, like me annoying? that's pleasant. Yeah, annoying. You mean like? Yeah, exactly. Man, oh, that just gives me like instant anxiety. Like I hate that. That's yeah, sad. but maybe I need it because I swear I set my alarm, and then I don't know if I woke up, turned it off. Went back to bed. I don't remember that happening, but I remember turning my alarm on last night. Sure. So, but yeah, I wake up to my wife's alarm, which is like this. 
like really happy thing. And I'm like, I shouldn't be hearing my wife's alarm right now. And so I look at my phone and I'm like, it was like seven sixteen or 17 or something. Sure. At that point. And I was like, Oh no. So I texted you right away. And I'm like, bro, I could get in the car right now. And you're like, dude, don't worry about I it. You'd be there in five minutes. <laughs> It'd take me 10 minutes to get there. By that point, we'd only have like a half hour at the gym. Right. So, but anyways, yeah, it's good stuff. The, but failure, failure's all around us. Failure. And yeah, last week, Dakota, we talked about uh, the risk of failure. If you yes. haven't given that a listen, please be sure to go check it out. Um, you know, we talked about like, looked at four ways to face the fear of risk and the what if of failing. Right. So today, Dakota is part two, the grave of failure. Now, what do I mean by the grave of failure? This is after the failure happened. This is post risk taking um, after I made the mistake, after I failed. Now, I kind of in my mind, I've never I don't remember really ever being taught this, but I always kind of have thought this way and I never really put it down. I was like, okay, yeah, like I, I see it this way, but I see failure as two different categories. Okay. We have the failure of a positive or the failure of a negative. Sure. So a positive meaning I did something good. Okay. I risked something good and failed or it failed. And then we have a negative failure, which is I did something bad. I made a bad choice or decision. I failed. Both a positive and a negative failure can lead to a grave of negative thinking, okay. a death by negative self-image, cold feet, to, you know, to where you never take a risk again. Sure. A grave of doubt where you're afraid to fail again, so you stop trying. And so I kind of see failure as, you know, those kind of two categories. You know, you did, you took a good risk, failed, you didn't do something you know you should have done or wait, what you did something, you know, you should have done. Yeah. And it failed. The grave of failure is where a lot of us call home, you know? So maybe you failed in the dating scene, you know, just as an example, I will never love again. Mm. You know, I've, I've been hurt too many times, sure. you know, took I, a risk. I took a risk and it didn't work out or you made a mistake and ended up in the grave. Right. I get it. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally right on. And then like, you know, maybe I've tried connecting with my kids, you know, whether they're little or they're big, you know, I've tried to be a good partner, a good spouse. Uh, and it's just not working. I keep failing, you know, and every time I try to rebuild or reconnect or love, I met with another failure. Wow. So, you know, in the fight realm, you know, it's, you could kind of say it in the realm of like, I, I can't take another fight after how bad I just lost. Sure. I can't step back on the mats if maybe if you, you don't even compete, you know, I can't step back on the mats because I keep losing and I'm just the, the pushover in the gym, wow. you know, and I'm not getting better. And I met with another failure. And I think jujitsu really is jujitsu is like one of the toughest things you'll, you'll, you could do because it's, it's all about failing, Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and for a long time. Like, like you have it, it, but it teaches what we're going to talk a lot about is overcoming that failure and embracing it as an opportunity. And so how can I navigate, you know, how can we get to that point? How can we navigate failure in a way that leads to life and life to the fullest, like Jesus promised, instead of living in the grave of failure. So Dakota, we have yeah. seen our share of failure of course, <laughs> in our, in our own, in our own walk. And I thought maybe we could share one or a few of those moments in our lives where, you know, we've learned some lessons, we've, we failed, um, you know, and we have this similar superpower. We do. Where we are good at forgetting awkward moments or at least rationalizing them into something normal, you know? And so <laughs> it's true where like uh, trying to think back on a circumstance or situation where I failed is really difficult for me. It's not that I'm perfect. It's that I'm so far from it and I fail so often. We are so I just good forget about it. I don't understand. Like, and I, I don't feel like other people are really good about remembering them. Sure. I feel, I don't know. Like, like I'll talk to somebody they'll be like, Oh dude, this one time, you know, I did this or, you know, I don't know. And I'm just like, I, I don't know if I am yeah. ignorant or but you and I are both really good at forgetting yes. awkward moments. It's true. But I do. Just off the top of my head, I failed this week. I was 
driving down the freeway hmm. and I look out my rear view mirror and all of a sudden this uh, giant sled, it's like, it's like four feet in diameter. Like a, like a go down the hill with your kid's sled. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A huge red circular device. Like a Captain America shield. But like four feet. Okay. But, but one of the disc yeah. ones. Okay. Those babies get whipping. Yeah, they do. And on the way to where I was going, nothing happened. So I figured it was fine. But I think that's a part of what we're talking about is it was risk. Okay. But it was educated risk because it, I was like, nothing happened already. Yeah. So it flew out and I had to, uh, this reminds me of another time. Mm. I'm totally rabbit trailing. Okay. No, dude, go for it. But I was on my way <laughs> to an appointment on the freeway and the person called and canceled on me. And I was like, oh, this is yeah, yeah. This is stupid. Uh-huh. I took, there was an exit up above to where I could like get off the exit yeah. ramp and then turn, back, turn around. back around. Yeah, yeah. But before that was the emergency authorized vehicle. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just take this, save myself oh, you five savage. minutes. I've done it before. Okay. I was like, this I've never fine. taken one of those. Yeah. That's probably the right thing to do. <laughs> I was like, this will be fine. Well, a highway patrolman pops over the hill right as I'm doing it. You're kidding me. Yeah, it totally caught me, and, and he pulls me over. <laughs> well, I pulled over before he even turned his lights like, on, because oh, I'm right. caught. Yeah. And he's like, he's in his car for like 15 minutes before coming to see me, and he's like, no one has ever, I've never caught anyone doing this before, and so I had to take <laughs> some time to look up what that was. No way. He's, he's like... He's going through the book. He's like, you shouldn't have done this. <laughs> he's like, the exit was right there. I'm like, I know. <laughs> so anyways, I wanted to take that. My instinct was, I'll just take the emergency, but I'm like, I, I don't want to get caught, and I don't want to pay the fine. You're, now you're talking about the, the sled. The sled, Okay, yeah. so yeah. the sled flew out. Yeah, thinking about just turning around. Yeah, so I was like, "This will, okay. I'll, I'll be done with this in five minutes, dude." Well, so I took a whole half hour detour to go get this sled. <laughs> go get the dumb the- sled. <sighs> so that was failure. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Tie down your things. I think I shared the story before about how when we were coming back from a Billings fight, and you know, a, a cooler flew out of the truck in front of us when we were coming around Livingston, and it split in, in half. You know, the lid and the 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 compartment yeah went on either wow. side of the car took off our side mirror i ducked because i thought it was going to go through the windshield that was somebody else's failure that's a whole nother podcast oh imagine if my sled hit someone behind me <laughs> they, oh my goodness they really would have thought captain america you know oh i, I can't up. even imagine Where, what was it off the side of the road was it was it oh good? it was right in the middle of the of the two-way Dude, a half hour later? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, another failure recently. Uh, this has been a positive is I started I started my own business, as many of you know, mm-hmm. um, doing home inspections. But uh, I had a super big failure mm. on one of my inspections. Mm. Um, I have a hard time like separating my professional personality from my personal personality. Hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It makes me really easygoing, relatable to customers. Sure. Um, But in this circumstance, I was talking very loosely with a customer, Hmm. uh, a client that was purchasing a house and the person selling the house had recording devices all over inside and outside their house. Like and just home cameras? Home cameras okay. and stuff, but they were hidden. I didn't know that they were there. <laughs> and and so a couple of days later, a real estate agent was like, did you know that he was recording you that whole time and listened to your entire conversation? Oh, I was like, no. no. And like... It's not like I said anything inappropriate, but I was very loose with how I was talking. I wasn't careful at all. And so it could have been even oh. worse of a failure, but it was really embarrassing. Yeah. Very embarrassing. Oh, dude. 
you know, man. And to see that's opportunity, you know, opportunity to be better. Exactly. Because now I will always remember that and I'll be very careful with how I talk Mm. and where I talk. Sure. Wow. You know, that's, that's good. (laughs) That's rough though. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I had a failure last episode because I stinking had my microphone turned around. Okay, you'd think no big deal, but it's like a special podcasty one. Yeah. Where this can double as a interview mic or soloed to the front. And I would just have it soloed on the front because it doesn't pick you up as bad. Right. You know, our, our audio setup isn't great, but it's okay. It's good. It's like, pretty good. You know, yeah. You know, but I mean, it's not like we're running through a soundboard. Everything just runs through GarageBand. And, yeah. You know, and then a lot in posts. And so we try to suck at it till we don't exactly That's our whole motto is failure is okay yep. but last episode i was so bummed because i feel like our last episode was it was on point dude i was it, really we felt so good oh, after it was it. so good and i go to edit it and i'm like what happened and i've done this before multiple times and i didn't catch it <laughs> because i do our church announcements oh sure. that's another failure we'll talk about that in a minute but um i was like why is this weird because i got a new mac and moved here and I was like, man, my audio just sounds funny. What's up with my mic? With my mic? I had it flipped around for like weeks doing <laughs> Oh. Yeah, dude, for a while there it was funny. Wow. Because it was turned around. And I didn't know because the knobs are on the back side. Yes. Which your knobs are on the front, the front side. Yeah. But I need to remember when this green light is shining in my face and I hate it, that means it's good. Green means go. But anyway, so that was a bad, that was a, that was a failure. Another one that I had was that same, like the day after I went to work and I had, I, so I've been waiting tables and doing my thing there. I had this table who I know really well, and there was like five of them. And then there was a table right in front of them. So I'm not sure if you know how kind of a point of system POS system works a little bit, at least our does ours. Um, what, uh, we use maitre D. Okay. And the way that it works is I have my employee number. So you go up to this touch screen, you know, I'm, I'm number 88. So I go 88 and then you got to tell it what you're doing. So I, I'm like, okay, table nine. Okay. And then it asks how many customers are at table nine and you say four or whatever. Then you put in the order, send it, and whatever. So then when I go back and print it, I go to table nine, print check, gives me the little slip, you bring it to the table. Okay. But sometimes in order for me to use table nine, it has to be cleared, meaning that the table before it is closed out in the till. Okay. So the system knows table nine's gone. It's open for a new table. Understood. When you get busy, there kind of can be a little pile of of uh, tickets that need closed. So table nine might be open even though, uh, or might still be open because it thinks somebody's there. Yeah. Even though they left and a new, a new table's there. So I'm not going to go through the pile to close it. So sure. then you, the little trick you do is just call it table 90. Oh, okay. And table 90 doesn't exist, but the system don't know. Yeah. So what happened, dude, is table nine and 10. 10, we had a big, big group on them. But table nine had a little table, but I accidentally, because table nine was still open. So I did table 90 or something, but somehow I combined the two tables and I printed off the check, brought it to the big table, but I didn't realize that table nine was on there. So it was like a $170 ticket Oh wow! when it should have only been a hundred and like 10. Okay. But I didn't, I, it was so busy. I didn't catch it. You know, you're. You know, I rationalize it in my head. I'm like, oh, well, that seems expensive. But I just give it to yeah. them. So anyways, I go to print off table nines and realize what I did because they left after him. And I was like, oh, because there's nothing there. It was already paid for. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. So then. And the customer just paid for it? Well, she came up to me and goes, I think you might have added because there was one one too many things on there. And but I didn't look at it really good. Neither did she. And I'm like, oh, no. And she goes, just keep keep it as a tip if you fix it. No big deal. So then I found her on Facebook. I found her son on Facebook, messaged him, got her number, called her, and was like, I'm an idiot. I'm really sorry. 
Um, so it ended up being a difference, I think, of like 62 bucks. But dude, this was like such a failure. I was so upset about it. Oh, man. Because I try to do such a good job in those moments. Sure. And I'm like, oh, but I'll probably, hopefully, never do that again. Yeah. And of all people to do it to, they were so kind about it. Oh, wow. So, but we we made it right, of course. Yeah. But that was that was right after the mic thing, and I was trying to edit our podcast. Oh, man. And I was just, I was so upset. So if the audio from the last episode is a little funny, that's why. Because I ended up running it, because we were recording them. The whole last episode, even if you're listening to this just on audio, was from my iPhone. Yep. <laughs> so it was a little funny. So hopefully it's a little bit better for you today. But all that to say, Dakota... Um, a positive risk. One more thing I'll say is a positive risk that we took because we were on Patreon for a while. Yeah. You know, and we, we had cross show plus, we had a little bit of a team going and we just wasn't, I, I didn't lead it well. It wasn't sustained well. Sure. You know, we gave it a good shot and it just didn't pan out. You know, it just, I don't think it's, you know, we gave it a shot. It was a risk. I just don't think it was quite right for this ministry in yeah. that way, maybe down the road or something like that. But it just, um, yeah, it just wasn't quite sure work didn't work out. And I just didn't give it the time it needed to work um, because I think our time is better used elsewhere. Yeah. And that's OK. You know, you know, but that was a positive risk, but it was a failure. Sure. You know, but we learned through it. And I think it gave us some good um, knowledge on how to podcast even better, you know, with with things like that. But um, and <laughs> there's one other funny one. Please enlighten me. I, I don't know. OK, so. On one of the <laughs> one more failure is we had a gentleman on our team that we went to a fight event with, and you know what I'm talking about already. Oh yeah. And let's just say he was at the time we didn't have a, a agreement or what do you call this? Uh, yeah. I don't know some some something. What there's a term an agreement. On our chaplaincy events, you know, I would just build a team like, hey, do you want to come serve with us? We're going to serve some fighters. So I always chose somebody I would not just Joe Blow, you know, yeah. somebody I would trust. And so we had this guy one time. I took a chance on him. I was like, hey, come serve with us. And he was a little, how do you, how do you say this? A little extra. Yeah. A little extra in trying to serve fighters, you know, and it just was... It didn't fit. Yeah. It didn't fit. It was, it was awkward. And as a ministry, we really try to avoid cringe. Yes. We really try to avoid cringe. And now it makes us human. There's a cringy side to fun, like a fun cringe. Yeah, absolutely. But not cringy. Yeah. <laughs> so he was kind of cringy and I was like, oh my goodness. And he got so uncomfortable because he didn't fit our culture. And the, all this is okay. And it was a, it was a risk. It was a positive risk. I'm going to sneeze. Talking about cringe. Oh, it's coming. Nope. <laughs> nope it, it passed it passed i bought my wife flowers the other day and they kind of make me die so anyways all that to say he got so uncomfortable that he was like i, I think i'm gonna leave and i was like good <laughs> i didn't say that to him but it was like this just isn't working this yeah. just is not working so he left and from there we learned i was like i need to make something i need to make a paper that yes. that that shows expectations, what to do, what not to do, and to use discernment. But I, I, I always tell our team members at fights to take a risk. You know, I, we, we, I don't want to control you. Do your thing. You're here because I trust you. And if right. at the end of the day, I'm responsible, I can't delegate responsibility because I'm responsible for everybody on the team, but I can delegate authority. Sure. You know, you have authority to do what you think is right. Break some rules. Love people. Yeah. You know, serve. But not to where it's degrading. Mm. And I think there's a certain point in ministry where we make it about us to prove how good our theology is yeah. or how holy we are. I prayed for five people. You know, yeah. And, and it's like, dude. And I only prayed for three the other times. And so. I, don't, I, I don't ever mind helping that person and helping them mature. Yeah. You know, but there's a certain point where it's like, I'm not going to put you in front of... There, there's a place for you and there's, there's places where you shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, and how do you know, unless you try. And I, I hope it ends up being a positive thing for him that he knows that maybe that's not the right fit or that he could grow, but I'm not really in contact with him anymore. But anyways, that was a, yeah, that was a learning moment. And I think it as uh, it could have been a lot worse. Sure. And 
you know, I'm not going into detail on exact specifics on some of the things that were happening, but I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, good. so it was an oh moment, you know. So anyways, there's more failures. And I think as we talk about it, we could probably circle back on a lot of them. But we've definitely had our share of failures. Yeah. You know, I've had some ministry failures, some time away from ministry, from 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 some mistakes I've made, you know, and there's just been some real hard moments in my life from from failure. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot of good risks bad risks, risks we shouldn't have taken, but we've, we've seen failure and, and here we are. Right. Yep. And so Dakota, we have three ways. Let's get into it here. We have three ways to leverage failure in a way that leads to life. Okay. Leveraging failure, taking as an, as an opportunity to grow, to get better and to move forward rather than the opposite, right? Failure happens. We regress. We, we become a hermit. We don't, you know, try again. Right. Just like the, the I'll never love again statement. Yeah. You know, how could I? So wherever you are in this, whether it's a fight game, your personal life, we we're in your corner. Let's talk about how to deal with failure well. And so first thing, failure, it isn't final mm. failure. It isn't final. And I want to look at somebody in the Bible, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so Jesus in the moment when he was on the cross was seen as a failure sure. because he claimed to be the king of kings. He claimed to, he was going to rebuild the temple and he said all of the prophetic things about him. And everybody was wondering if he was the king of kings, the one that they were waiting for. And here they are seeing him on the cross dying. And we read about it in Matthew 27. And, and I'm going to go ahead and read this. Okay. It's verses 38 through 44. And it says this, at that time, two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. And those passing by were, hur were hurling abuse at him, wagging, that's a weird word, wagging their heads, yeah. <laughs> you know, and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. So they're mocking him, you know, and disappointed. They're just disappointed in him because they see him as a failure. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him and saying, he saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now. If he delights in him, for he said, I am the son of God. The robbers who, were being, who, who had been crucified with him were also insulting him with the same words. So they're... There's that picture, you know, yeah. utter defeat, total defeat, but his failure was victory. His failure wasn't final and it wasn't even failure. I don't want to say like that was actually a failure. It was sure. designed. It was, it was supposed to happen that way because right. he became sin who knew no sin. And that is the penalty. The penalty of sin is death. But we know that the story didn't end there. Yeah. You know, what seemed to be like a failure wasn't a failure. He rose from the grave, proving himself to be the son of God, proving that his sacrifice was perfect and atoned for sin and is victorious over death, hell and the grave. So Jesus is a great example that failure is not final. And I think we, man, you know, you fail and you don't want to try again because you hate failing. Yeah. And I see a lot of times in men jujitsu, man, like, and it's, it's really easy for people to stop coming in the door. And I think we could get into the compare game too. Like maybe, you know, we have schedules that are different. Maybe you can only make one class a week, you know, kind of thing, but that's better. Like well, how many weeks are there in a, in a year? 52? 52, 52. Like if you make one day a week, that's 52 classes Yeah, better than not going, you know? And then there's some guys that are just able to train all the time and it's, it's so easy to compare down rather than compare up. And so what I mean by comparing up is like on the mats, you get better. Let's say you're training and I'm training and I catch you in these chokes all the time. Yeah. Let's say it's, let's say it's a baseball choke. All right. Cause I know you're a big baseball fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's say I catch you in a baseball choke all the time and you choose not to let that discourage you. Of course, it's discouraging. You don't want to get tapped all the time. So you're like, but I'm going to get better. I'm going to leverage this moment and see if I get caught one less time this week. And then eventually you're getting better. And you're like, okay, I'm finding how to defend it sooner. All these little, little details. Yeah. 
But see, if I take that as like, if I don't see that as you getting better and instead I'm like, wow, I must suck. Hmm. I just compared down Yeah. rather than like, wow, Dakota's getting better. I need to get better too. And we go up and I make you better. You make me better. What a great image. Cause we're talking about leveraging failure. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the, the rope that you're harnessed to going up a mountain. You're leveraging Mm. that failure to increase where doing the opposite would put you in the grave Mm. of failure. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. What a cool image that is. So yeah, but just having the perspective before the failure, you know, it's when life's going good, we don't really prepare for failure. Yeah. You know, but I think it's a, it's all over the Bible. And Jesus even says like hardships and we, 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 we talk about hardships, setbacks, and we'll get into a few things here, but failure is not final. Failure is not final. Try again. And it might be the one time that it works, you know, and it might not have been the right way you did it, you know, take a risk, try it. But if you're in failure, it's not final. And we could look at a lot of, uh, any business ever. Yeah. (laughs) Any business ever has experienced failure. And I have a couple people that I wanted just to highlight and some of these we're familiar with, you know, like guys that dropped out of school and started something in their garage and yeah. have Google or have Facebook. And, you know, there's, there's stories of the renegade and, you know, the guy that, you know, Elon Musk, any of that kind of thing. But, uh, Henry Ford, yeah. you know, um, you know, went, went into bank bankruptcy, had two failed businesses before launching Ford motor company in the model T, mm-hmm. you know, and Ford is mo- one of the most American vehicles ever in the world. You know what I mean? Just it's, it's a, it's its own thing, but he experienced so much failure before then. And, um, Walt Disney, you know, he created Mickey mouse and that was what launched, you know, everything that we see today in the, the, (laughs) the empire of Disney. Yeah. But before then he had two other failed business ventures. Um, and one of them was like another animated thing. And I forget what the other one was, but you know, that was, Mickey Mouse was the product of, of a third attempt at something. Right. You know, these guys, you know, we, we oftentimes just think, oh, of course, like that's his story. Walt Disney, Disney is what it is today. Yeah. No, it wasn't always. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, they weren't always like that. And then we know Steve Jobs, you know, he was in on the Macintosh computer. And I think if I remember correctly, the Macintosh launched and then there was the Apple II, something like that. This was before huh. we were really born. I think this was like, early, early nineties or sure like that. But, um, he was eventually kicked out of Apple Mm. and then started a company called like next. And it was kind of an animation studio thing, but he helped, he helped found, he founded Pixar. Wow. And from there, you know, Pixar, we all know Pixar. And then they, they hired him back at Apple. And then he of course launched the iPod and the iPhone and all those things. But it, you know, you don't always think of that. He just yeah. was the Apple guy, you know, but he got kicked out of Apple, Man. you know, because it was failing. And so Steve Jobs, failure wasn't final. And then, of course, we know our boy Thomas Edison. But uh, this quote from him that I that I found, and it says, people give up because they don't know how close they are to success. Mm. And of course, he said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work, uh, referencing the light bulb. Failure isn't final. Because failure is an opportunity and learn from your failures, learn from your mistakes and don't let it stop you. And even one last perspective on that is because Jesus was knew what he was doing and he stuck to it. Even when other people were saying he was a failure. Yeah. You know, if you have your a business and everybody's saying, man, why are you still doing this? You know, why are you still following the Lord when the world sucks? Why are you sticking to your guns even in the midst of everything else looking like it's a failure on the surface? You know, if God put that dream in your heart and there's naysayers looking at you saying you're a failure, man, keep going, keep going. And so that's, that's for free. That wasn't in my notes. (laughs) So yeah, leverage, leverage failure, see it as an opportunity. Failure is not final and uh dakota the second thing yeah that we got is just because you failed doesn't mean you're a failure wow dude that's a we could even just leave it there 
you know? Yeah, that's good. Just because you fail doesn't mean you're, you're a failure. And I, I look at identity on this because we attach ourselves to what we do. You know, I've been in this trap before of like perform. And and this is why I say gracious victory in, in glorifying Jesus. Like that's part of what we want to do in this, this podcast is, is help lead people to a gracious victory in glorifying Jesus it's not performance based victory. And I've been there so often and I still get there sometimes is it's not dependent on you. You are not defined by what you do, but who God says you are. And just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure. So if you have this, this uh, foundation of, of performance based identity and worth and something happens that's wrong it crumbles and, sure. and you're like, man, I suck. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've, uh, I've been there, you know, yep. I've been there before, but so if we look at anyone in the Bible, <laughs> look at any business ever, look at anyone in the Bible. Yeah. Does anyone else besides Jesus come to mind, you know, for you in this idea of, of just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure. Yeah, absolutely. Just because you failed doesn't mean you're a failure. Like you said, it's it's across the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelations. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just don't think uh, I don't think Noah fits in that example. Oh, dude, I think it does. Um, go for it. Okay. Well, we can talk about Noah. Yeah. Um, similar to Jesus, he was ridiculed by the world mm-hmm. by following God's plan. And as he continued to build an ark full of, uh, animals of different species to protect them from the flood, um, he was taking a risk, mm. the a risk of failure, because um, he dedicated his entire life to this. Right, right. And with the promise and hope that what was coming to fruition would actually come. Mm. And so um, he took the risk, and lo and behold, it did pay off. His family was blessed, and um, they were... Uh, taken care of and protected by the Lord. But what's funny is people often forget what happens afterwards in Genesis chapter eight. Hmm. Um, Party time. It was too. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and this is another theme we see across the Bible. We see a lot of, a lot of people, um, they do something positive for the Lord mm-hmm. and then fall back into their old self or fall back into the trap of sin. Mm. And so Noah even does this. Sure. He is found completely drunk and naked. Right. And um, it sets up this huge debacle. And do you, do you think part of why, and I've experienced this too. I feel like some of the greatest temptations to just take the foot off the gas come after a victory. I think so. And do you, I don't know. Do you think it's a perspective, you know, on maybe your guard is just down after you've completed battle. Maybe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's just a time where, you know, I think it is easy to get complacent maybe, but I like, I intentionally try to not, but yeah. I find like sometimes it really is just to just to coast afterwards and Yeah. You know, I don't know what, what can happen with that. But we see that happen too, man. You know, with, with Noah. Yep, exactly. And it's just so funny. Um I was reading in Jonah this morning and kind of the same thing happens. He has this whole arc, right? Mm-hmm. He's running away from God because he's supposed to go spread the gospel to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's supposed to go tell them about God and tell them that they're sinning and to run away from their sin. And he runs away from God instead. And then he gets swallowed by a big fish, ends up 
turning around and going and telling the people about Nineveh, hmm. telling the people of Nineveh about God, but almost with a reluctant heart. Right. He's like, fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> after he tells them about God, he argues with God. He's like, why do you show them mercy? Why are you showing them grace? And God gives him this example. He, he blooms this giant palm tree and Jonah's under it. And then the next day, a worm comes and destroys the palm tree. It withers and the sun and the wind just beat down on Jonah. And God basically tells him, you care more about this palm tree than you do about the 160,000 yeah. Ninevites. And it's funny because you'd think after he gets swallowed by this fish and the Ninevites worship like a fish god. And so they're amazed at his... Yeah. At him being spit up on their beach. What an opportunity. Yeah. He's yeah. like Aquaman showing <laughs> up. Dude, he is Aquaman. He is Aquaman. And yeah, it's funny. Um, I, I never thought about that until just this moment, actually. <laughs> uh, just, just the thought of failure after success. Yeah. Too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your guard up. Be And, and you know what? We, we just, we said a little bit ago, you know, we don't always prepare for failure in the, in the middle of a victory. Yeah. And, but, you know, preventative failure is, of course, the best, you know. Yeah. Keep your guard up, keep your shield up, keep your armor strong. And self-evaluation, and so much of this is humility, you know, recognizing where you're weak, recognizing where you're most tempted, recognizing where you're prone to f stumble if you're not keeping a flashlight to the ground. Yeah. You know, so, and then, and sometimes we don't even see that stumbling block in front of us. And that's why having other people in our lives and being honest and open and being able to, to set yourself up for victory post failure and preventative failure. Yeah. Is easier said than done. Right. But it is possible. And I think, you know, just in our walks with the Lord. And I think that, you know, once you build that momentum, not necessarily that you could ride that momentum because we're sustained by the very word of God. And maybe that's what it is. You know, in those moments, a person is trying to stay on the same momentum mm, yeah. when God is calling you to do something new. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a new day. It's a new, you, you can't live off yesterday's victory. And that's, I think that's you know, it. I think that's, a, that's a, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, yeah. is there someone in the Bible that, Reminds you of the second point. Yeah, yeah. Just because um, just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure. And I think a great example of this, I was looking at Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel. You know, it's a really interesting story about him because he was he was such a jerk. <laughs> um, you know, the Babylonians took over oh, either Israel or Judah or whatever one was left at that point. Same thing, really. Yeah. But uh, you know, took um Nebuchadnezzar or what? Took Daniel and his three buddies. And I don't remember their actual names, but then he renames them Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Yeah. Uh, as part of this brainwashing thing. And I think he, Daniel's Belshazzar or something like that. Yeah, I um, think you're right. <laughs> you never know. Somebody out there should know. You, but, um, you could totally be <laughs> just spewing from the hip. But from this, you know, there's all these these highlight moments in Nebuchadnezzar's reign over them where where he sees a move of God. And yes. turns to God, but then turns back away and has these dreams and, you know, sees sees God do a miraculous work in keeping the three alive in the fiery pit. And um, and then it has a dream. I wasn't going to talk about Nebuchadnezzar, but here we are. <laughs> but uh, has a dream and has Daniel interpret it. But it's this this uh, this dream of this 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 tree that spans huge into the sky and and over the, the this big chunk of land and all the animals are safe under it and it's a analogy of his kingdom because God gave Nebuchadnezzar and God will use authority even if they don't know him God is the authority who puts authority in place on purpose yeah and we might not always know but it doesn't matter who it is authority above you all the way to the biggest authority in the United States all the way across everywhere Authority comes from God, and Nebuchadnezzar was in place on purpose, and God gave him this kingdom that spanned big and was deep. And in this dream, God takes 
it, it withers. So many, so many analogies, just like like the palm tree. Yeah. With uh, with Noah or wait, not Jonah. Jonah, and it it he loses everything, and it prophecy or in this dream, he becomes like one of the wild animals eating grass. Yeah. And I think it says something like it, it will span seven measurements of time or something like that, and he will lose his mind, and all because he. I think in 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 the maybe chapter four, Daniel chapter four or five, somewhere in there, he walks out over and looks at his kingdom and goes, wow, I've, I'm it, man. Yeah. I'm it. And at that moment, it, it's kind of vague in how all that happened, but it, it said that the tree stump will stay there. And I think it even had a crown around it because Nebuchadnezzar would return to his kingdom. And he did. And in there, he he addresses because throughout he just kind of gives lip service, you know, all the moments of the fire and all these things. Yeah. He's like, wow. If anybody blasphemies God, I will burn them and cut them. And, yeah. But he's just like talking. Yeah. But near the end, before it gets to chapter five or six, I don't remember where it is, but he's truly changed. And his failures as a king really brought about not his end, but an opportunity for him to finally have his eyes opened mm. to who God truly is. And God really worked in his life that way. And it's just a really cool story that I've never really caught as I go through Daniel again. One of the other guys that's really, really interesting in this is Peter. Yeah. And dude, Peter's, and we look at King David too. That was another one, but I'm not going to go on a tangent tell you, I'm not going to talk about David. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Nebuchadnezzar, but, um, but dude, Peter, he told Jesus, there's so many great times where, where Peter learned that oftentimes the price of success is failure. Mm. You know, the price of success is failure. And dude, he was, <laughs> there was one time where Jesus was doing something and Peter comes up and goes, you know, you shouldn't take cool off here, you know, yeah, stop, what, stop you, what you're doing. What, what are you doing? doing? You know, like any, he, and he called him Satan. Yeah. You know, he called Peter Satan, you know, you'd think he'd call him son or something, but imagine being called Satan by yeah. Jesus, you know, because he was interfering with what Jesus was trying to do and he didn't get it. Yeah. You know, and there's so many times where Peter just did not get it, you know, and then he walked on water. He goes, if, if you are Jesus, call me out to you or whatever. And he took a step on water was walking toward him, lost his focus, learned a lesson there. You know, he cut off the guy's ear. Oh, yeah. You know, when they were trying to take Jesus. And, you know, um, I don't know. I I always was wondering, like, how did that happen? How did it not take the guy's shoulder off, too? Or how did did he come out like this way? Like, oh, sure. You know, why not cut his head off? I was just wondering why that was. How did he clip his ear, you know? It was a bad aim, you know, <laughs> but anyways, you know, Jesus picked up the year and got the dirt off it, stuck it back on the guy and learned a lesson there. Like that it's the, the kingdom of God is not going to advance through fighting what, what God already ordained, you know? Mm. So there's, there's obedience in there and, and discernment. And then of course the bombshell, the nuclear Oppenheimer bomb of how he swore allegiance, yeah, loyalty to the death to 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 Jesus, and in one of the accounts, I think it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but in one of them, it 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 says how Jesus, after the rooster crowed, and he had denied Jesus three times to all these different people, and they're like, "No, you're you're with him. I know you are." Yeah, and he's even like a little girl. Yeah, and he's like, "No, I'm not, you dork." You know. <laughs> And at that moment, the rooster crowed and Jesus caught Peter's eye. Yeah, I remember that. And his heart sank because he remembered and he failed and he failed so bad. Yeah. And yet he turned around, learned his lesson. And what's awesome is he he preached at Pentecost. Yep. And the outpouring of the spirit. He was that guy and how appropriate for somebody to to see how forgiven they are and how much passion could build and he was a pillar in the church and and owned it and just was part of why the the book of acts is what it is is he he killed it yeah you know and it was out of failure that he learned these lessons and shut his big mouth and and um became you know what we read about in scripture yeah Peter, 
Um, That's good. Yeah. So just because you failed doesn't mean you are a failure. There's hope for you. Try again. Adjust. Try something new. Go for it. And lastly, Dakota, we have just because God says no or not yet doesn't mean you failed. Okay. Just because God says no or not yet doesn't mean you failed. And that's a discouraging part because we might be asking God for something good and healing over somebody in our family or a a business venture to take off or, you know, a ministry or something, something good, you know, like um, I was talking to somebody that was trying to do like a youth center and it just, nobody wanted it in their neighborhood, you know, Mm. things like this. And, and just because you might be receiving a no or not yet doesn't mean you failed. Yeah. It might be a no on purpose because God has something else. And I see this, you and I love Legion. Oh, one of my favorite. Oh, man, it's such a great, great study. Um, great study on Legion, you know, and I love near the end, you know, if you're not familiar with the story of Legion, I think it's Luke, Luke eight or something like that, where uh, Legion, you know, is healed. The, 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 the demons within him are, are moved into the swine. They jump off the cliff. He's free. All the farmers and all the people like go into the city and like, you got to check this out. They come back. They're so scared about what just happened. They're telling Jesus to go and Legion's there saying, take me with you. I want to go with you. Take me with you. But Jesus tells him no. And he tells him to go back to his home and back to his city and tell everybody about what God did for him. Yeah. Because God's no was a better yes to Legion being one of the very first missionaries. Yeah. And was, and I think it comes back around. It does. Where, where the product of Legion going and being one of the first missionaries comes back around later in scripture Mm -hmm. to where uh, one of the cities, I don't quite remember the details. I don't know if you remember it, but where one of the cities or whatever, it's called like Decapolis. Yeah. Decapolis. Exactly. But it's one of the places that Peter wasn't going to reach Decapolis. Right. Paul wasn't going to, well, who knows, but (laughs) Paul could do whatever he wants. I'm trying to remember one of the apostles like go there to minister. I think you're right. Yeah. And everyone there already knows yeah. About God. Yeah. And it, and who else would it have been but Legion? Yeah. You know, and but but see, God had a better yes by telling him, no, you can't come with us. Yeah. And it wasn't because Legion did anything wrong. It's not, he, he just said, no, this isn't my plan for you. I have a better plan for you. Yeah. That, that is going to work into my plan. And I think maybe we need to hear that today, too, that just because you've heard a no or not yet, is there's a yes somewhere in there. Because God wants you to keep being a mom, you know, yeah. keep, keep doing what you're doing, you know, and in the mundane, we think God wants big things from me. And of course he does, but first and foremost, be a good spouse, <laughs> be good to your kids, invest well, do a good job where you are and leverage where you are. It's okay to, to plant some roots where you are. Mm. And, and I think so much of our, our, our walk with God is us worrying about, the next big thing. And I want to do something big for God. And he has you where you are. And maybe that's true. Maybe you, you were, you need to be like, get the ball rolling on doing something going overseas, doing something different. And not even that, that's a bigger thing than where you are sure. because reaching your neighbor is just as important as reaching somebody in Asia. Yeah. And no life is more important. The issue comes access, you know? And so of course the, we all need to be a part of missions. We all need to be a part of reaching lost people. And, it's not just geographically that we reach lost people, but it's also cross-culturally. And there's different cultures right next door. And Montana, especially where we are, like a culture is changing all the time because there's thousands and thousands of people moving here. And it's different. Yeah. You know, the culture around us changes and that brings different ethnics, different races, different things. And that's cross-cultural missions right next door. Yeah. You know, and so we need to be as a church in general, you know, always focused on reaching people. And that's where TFL comes in because we are a cross cultural missions team, loving fighters in their context. Absolutely. And it's different than, you know, than a food bank. It's different than, yeah. you know, conventional ministry. Right. So we all need to be doing our part in that. And so God's no might be a yes somewhere else. Hmm. And it doesn't mean you did something wrong. And how do you know it's a no unless you try it? How do you know God doesn't want you to do 
you know, something unless it's <laughs> unless he tells you. And how can he tell you sometimes unless you give it a shot? Yeah. You know, um, and so I think that's where a lot of ministries that have the what is it? The the je ne sais quoi. <laughs> the, uh, the, the it factor, yeah. the, the, the secret sauce. Right. And I think a lot of ministries that are successful that we see in, in Montana, you know, canvas, we've talked about canvas, canvas kills it. You know, they have all kinds of campuses They're They, they have that little special sauce and, you know, we see ministries and I hope TFL is growing in momentum in that, you know, and ministries that have it aren't afraid to, to risk failure. Yeah and go for it, try it. And maybe they receive a no. I don't think, I don't see Kevin Gear sitting back in his chair going, oh no, you know? Right. Like, okay, cool. Let's try something else. Yep. What, did we, what did we learn? What did we learn? What can we do better? Let's try something else. What a great attitude to have. I, I definitely struggle with that you personally. Know, right, yeah. You know, when, when failure hits to say, okay, what else? Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, yeah, that's such a good word. Yeah, dude. So yeah, brother, um, failure isn't final. Failure is not final. Just because you failed doesn't mean you're a failure. That was the first thing we said, or just kidding. That was the second thing. Well, okay. That was the second thing. Um, failure isn't final. Failure isn't final. That was the first thing. (laughs) Failure is not final. The second thing, just because you failed doesn't mean you're a failure. And then the third thing, just because God says no or not yet, doesn't mean you failed either. And all of this was, um, yeah, just an opportunity for growth in the middle of everything, you know, treat failure like an opportunity to grow. Um, and that will, that will really help change perspective all the way across the board. So Dakota, anything else on, on, uh, on failure? Um, I think the biggest risk that we can take and maybe the most important risk has to do with salvation. Mm. And, um, I think it'd be, it'd be foolish of us to skip over, um, salvation in this moment, because if you haven't taken that biggest step of faith that we're called to take and surrender your life to Jesus, I think now's the time. Mm. And you can say Dakota, Zach, I've, been afraid to take that risk and really give it all to Jesus. And we get it. We understand because we've been there, right? We've had that same journey ourselves. Um, Things in your life will change, but Jesus will not let you down. Yeah. And he will never fail you. Yeah. He will never fail you. And if that's you, you could say just simply right now in your car, wherever you are, hopefully you're driving safely listening to this, Um, but say Jesus today, I'm not, or sorry, I am, taking a risk and it's the biggest risk I'll ever take. And I give you permission to surprise me, to be my protector, my guide, my life, forgive me and set me free to a new beginning with you in Jesus name. Amen. And uh, yeah, man, if that's you, we celebrate with you and we want to help you live a life of victory in the grace of Jesus. And we're here for you. So comment on this thread, connect with us. We love you. Visit us at tflministries.com. We are in your corner. Mm -hmm. Dakota, you found a banger of a walkout song. Oh, I sure did. Um, Before we started, Dakota's like, let's listen to this song real quick. (laughs) Because I don't know, I don't know if it's really a good walkout song or not. And uh, we threw it on and, Maybe the first three seconds. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, this, this is great. <laughs> What'd you find? Um, I found this song. Uh, it's hard to say. It's called The Hole Up Weight. It's one word. Dude, I was, before you said it, I was reading it on the note and I was like, Holopo Weight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like uh, some like Hawaiian word. It looks like a Wonka bar yeah. flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a Holopo Weight? Wait? <laughs> so it's called Hole Up Weight. Um, in it, Lecrae and his producer sample Kirk Franklin. And that's a made up name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's like the top guy in, in gospel. Oh, okay. okay. And like has held that crown for like decades. He has the crown. Yeah. (laughs) The Nebuchadnezzar crown around the tree. (laughs) Um, But anyways, you got to take a listen to this song. It'd be a killer walkout. Hit 55, pull up to the city side, uh, that's the 
trying to get me tied up. Ain't no turning. Well, Dakota. We, we, we talked a lot about scripture. We don't really have a verse of the week, so we'll stop over that. Read, read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Look into it, would you? Look into it. Well, brother, thanks for joining me today, man. That was a great episode. Yeah. Um, if, this, if this was positive for you um, or negative, let us know. <laughs> uh, but please share it. Uh, we love, love having you in our, our TFL community. Dakota, that's all we got for this episode. That's it. Hope everybody's had a great day. Great day. And we'll catch you next, next time. time. Thank you so much for listening to Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South Friday. Have an amazing day, and join us next time on Cross Choke. Cross Choke.